Hi everybody, it's me, Ryan Moffitt from ROTM Radio. Just wanted to take a moment to let you know that you can download ROTM Radio via the Podbean app, iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Spotify, and many, many more. If you cannot find ROTM Radio via your favorite listening podcast app, just go ahead and pull the RSS feed off of ROTMRadio.com. You know, we should name this episode Pregnant Dad. <laughs> yes, we should. We really should name it Pregnant Dads. I'm glad I'm still recording. Are you still recording? <laughs> oh, I'm totally recording. Hello, everybody, and welcome to ROTM Radio. Wait, 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 wait. We're flushing the format. Hey, greetings. This is ROTM Radio, the official podcast of ROTMRadio.com. We just want to say happy Father's Day and, and welcome to this show titled father's day with our host who one man who totally needs an introduction ryan moffitt <laughs> what's up everybody thank you for that uh that introduction zach thank you ryan anyways uh and the other one he's the barber from the constellations dustin griffith <laughs> yo hey <laughs> thanks dustin that was great and now on to the show. <laughs> oh my god, I couldn't help myself. I'm so sorry. I'm just laughing so hard. Uh. <laughs> the barber that lives among the constellations. <laughs> so I, I just love it. To our listeners out there, um, this is flushing the format where anything definitely goes. It's also flushing the time. We were going to record this podcast. Two hours ago, we are all a little uh, slap happy, and so uh, thank you, uh, Zach, for getting us in and getting us in strong. Um, we appreciate that. Great introduction. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Well, so Father's Day, boys. Yeah. Yeah. Um, see. Yeah. Yeah. You, you listen, know everybody. You they're off, lost Ryan. because this is normally. Where I'm steering the conversation at this beginning part, but you love that little bit of awkward silence there. Whoa, whoa, there? whoa, 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 whoa! They haven't Dustin. practiced. Yes. All right, we need you to lead this one. All right, let's. <laughs> let's I will up. gladly lead the ship. So we're again, we're excited you're here today. You're excited you're listening to us. Um, definitely, while you're while you're listening, uh, go check out our Facebook page, our Twitter account. Um, we will be giving those, giving the um, exact shout-outs to those a little later. But uh, go ahead and get, like, subscribe, and leave us a review. We love all of that stuff. Um, but today's going to be a really special episode because um, 
we have um I know and I said off the air that we um I know Zach and I we grew up together um you know when in good old southern Illinois and I know that Ryan you and Zach also uh grew up in southern Illinois together and so over the years we all became close became video game buddies um and I can definitely say that the um thank you <laughs> thank you Zach for uh trying to break my train of thought I I really appreciate that um we uh, over the years have it's like I was successful <laughs> you definitely were. C- carry on, carry on. Um, <laughs> oh, this is going to be a fun night. Um, but so I can tell you the last conversation that I thought I'd be having on a podcast with you two would be about being a father. But uh, we all three of us have crossed over that great milestone and... I, I'm really excited. I don't think there's three people I'd rather talk to about fatherhood than you you two. And so uh, well, that's what we're going to do tonight. We're going to talk about uh, Father's Day. Um, we really don't have a, a, a format, a huge format to it. So we're, we're just going to just kind of talk about maybe talk about our own fathers, talk about what it's like being a father, especially for us that are newer fathers. Um and yeah, that's what we're gonna do tonight. So uh, I don't know, Zach. Why don't you get us started? What uh, what is Father's Day to you? What uh, does this day mean to you? Well, um, it's pretty crazy nowadays. As uh, this was my first Father's Day. Uh huh. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Congratulations. Very much. Congratulations. It. Um. <laughs> So, <laughs> Sorry, I, I left my cue cards laying around somewhere. I didn't see them. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Eyes on the teleprompter. R- Ryan um, is going. He is fully committing to this. I, this whole uh, I'm not a, a host of this show anymore thing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's like, what are we talking yeah. about? <laughs> uh, you guys yeah, wanted yeah. the lead. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, right. Uh, um, yeah, well, I, I didn't draw any up either, so. <laughs> this is coming straight from the heart. Oh, um, and the Hit things right that I quickly fields, Google Zach. while I distract you with, you know, random nonsense in the meantime. Uh, but I do. It's it's just interesting because I'm I'm able to. I'm kind of I don't know, being uh, appreciated in in a in a, in a different manner um, that. That like right now it's just kind of, it's like hey like you're a dad now and it's like, you know before it's always been me, um, you know giving thanks to all the father figures and whatnot in my life, and like nowadays it's it's like it's gonna be that as well as you know as as my boy gets older it's gonna be, hey, hey you know you made your boy made something for daddy. And it's going to be just the sweetest little thing, you know, a macaroni picture or something um, that's immediately going to get stomped on or torn up because I set it down somewhere and, uh, you know, things get lost. But just just that gesture and just having someone, it's it's a different experience. Um, 
And in this time, you know, <laughs> for the first like year or two, you know, it's it's your wife doing it through your uh, through your child. But it's still nice, you know, and being able to just spend the family time as well. Like I, I, and that, so, so as far as being a, a first time father, that's how I feel now. Um, Father's Day as a whole and actually giving the thanks to, you know, all of our father figures in our lives. Um, you know, grandfathers, you know, everyone who's, everyone who's a dad, uh, you know, I, 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 I think that it's, it's really nice to show that appreciation, especially like, you know, the, the first and second, and even some, if you're lucky enough to have that third great, great, uh, you know, uh, grandfather or whatever, like, and just, just how crazy that is, uh, uh, like what, like 60 years, uh, 60 to 90 years worth of, uh, you know, uh, generations. Um, of, of, of one family, you know, it's, it's crazy. And even people outside of your family, but it's still, it's still all linear and, and interesting and how everyone's experience differs, you know, through the next generation. And, you know, when my son, whenever he grows up and, uh, uh, you know, has his own children, you know, how is his experience going to be and differ from mine? Just think it'll all be interesting with that, but that's, a uh, that's all I have on this portion. Mr. Moffat, what about you? Oh, very formal. <laughs> uh, yeah, so this will be, um, I guess my, I guess this will be my third second, Father's Day. Yeah. I, I think. Oh, wait, how old is she again? <laughs> oh, it's oh, like, man. I know she's like two and a half, we'll see, so I would have yeah. I would have celebrated one before she turned one and then I celebrated another one before she turned two and now yeah yeah so this will be my third <laughs> uh, um, yeah thanks for that uh, so this will be my third Father's Day uh, so I'm the grizzled veteran in here um, you guys with the brand new babies you know they're all cute and cuddly and hey you know, I, this is still my second to them and it's still uh, my second oh I guess that's I'm not true. a total well, rookie I mean, to it's me, you're still like year. you know, you're still you're still very green. <laughs> um, but uh, I got to tell you, you know, being a father is great. Uh, last night, I was trying to get my daughter to bed, and um, she threw her head backwards and uh, or threw her head back and busted my nose. Almost started bleeding. Thought I was gonna cry. <laughs> um, you know, like it was. You know, like it still hurts today. Kind of like really good like man you know it, it was kind of like last week when we talked about uh you know spoiler alert dustin but when we talked about jane and firefly being like he was a lot bigger when i couldn't see who, when i couldn't see him or whatever you know when he got attacked like it was uh she hit me pretty hard with the back of her head and the back of her head was like smash nose um so but i mean i don't i don't want to say that you know, father being, you know, fatherhood to a toddler is uh, always uh, face bashings. A lot of times it can be very funny and uh, there's a lot of humor involved. And, uh, you know, uh, I love her to death and um, yeah, yeah. I enjoy being a dad. It's, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, 
I I just I can't, I I want to relive exactly like what happened, you know, like th- through you. So give us the play by play. Like 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 you 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 were putting her down, and like was she upset, and she threw it in anger. Yeah. So <clears throat> what happens is that's really um, bad. You know, like you get the the that's all her might. Yeah, it, it was. Back. It's like you know, toddler tantrum is. Either a, I'm gonna go completely limp, and you're gonna have to drag my my completely limp body wherever you need it to go, or it's <laughs> I'm going to throw caution to the wind because I don't have any because I'm a toddler and uh, I haven't learned all the life lessons of how that hurts, you know because uh, you know because daddy and mommy you know coddle the crap out of her <laughs> like yeah you know because protect uh, me from hurting myself yeah yeah while like, i have tantrums um, I, okay so this is a sidebar so uh people are gonna think i'm horrible but i've spoken to other parents who have had experiences like this um and i don't know if you guys have had anything like this yet i know i'm going away from the topic of my nose being smashed but um so when my daughter had just hit two so this would have been about six months ago um, we, we had, we, we were having issues where it would be like, you know, Hey, watch out. That's the side of, you know, that's the side of the bed or the couch or whatever she'd be climbing on. You know, you gotta be careful when you're near the edge of things, you're going to fall off. Right. And I remember she was sitting on our bed. Now, of course, uh, our bed at the time was not more than, you know, usually, uh, doctors or pediatricians recommend, uh, that if if they are going to fall off of something, that they shouldn't fall off of something that's doubled their height. Is I guess that's usually the rule, uh, which obviously you never want them to okay. fall and hit their head and stuff like that. But um, I do remember we were sitting on uh, I was or I had just entered the bedroom, and I looked over and I saw my daughter, and she was sitting on the edge of the bed, and but she was facing like her back was turned towards the edge of the bed. And, uh, I had this thought, like, if she moves at all the wrong way, she's going to fall. Like she's going to topple backwards and, and, uh, you know, land on her back and her butt and stuff. Right. Well, uh, as I'm having that thought, I'm like, oh, I should probably go grab her and move her away from the bed, move her away from the edge of the bed. And like I said, she's not high up. So let me please, before I say this, it was not high up. It's, you know, it was not anywhere near double her height or anything like that. It was, she was taller than it. So, um, I had the thought she probably is going to fall off the bed. I should go move her. But then I had another thought cross my mind. Well, if I don't move her and she falls off, more than likely, she's not going to be real, real hurt. She might learn a lesson, right? Like it might be. You know, and then I'm like, oh, no, I'm I'm horrible for thinking that. It's a split-second decision. During that decision timing, though, my daughter fell off the bed. <laughs> exactly the way I saw it in my mind happening, it happened. And she was completely fine, 100% okay. She toppled backwards. Uh, she landed on their butt and a little bit on her back. And, you know, she kind of just cried a little bit and then... And then I'm like, oh, you know, are you okay? And she's like, oh, yeah, I okay. And, you know, and you're like, okay, good. And then it was, hey, sweetie, so that's why we've got to make sure, you know, really got to watch and pay attention to where we're sitting and stuff like that because you never know. 
you know, you could fall off of stuff, okay? And okay. And then I love you. I love you, Dada. You know, stuff like that. So, like, I I felt horrible at the time because I was literally having an inner inner monologue going. Let her fall off the bed. She'll learn a lesson. And then my other side's going, no, that's a horrible thought. Like, why would you think that? And then she, like, <laughs> nature just took its course while I was having that momentary battle. And I was like, oh, I, I, I guess fate decided for me. Um, so, yeah. Uh, oh, my God. <laughs> ROTM Radio so- does not endorse uh, child abuse. <laughs> Now I will say, like, if 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 I thought to myself, here's where here's where it would have been worse. If I said, like, you know, if I push her off, she'll learn a lesson. <laughs> that would have been where you, I think we, you know, crossed right. the line, and I would have been an actual bad parent. Um, I, I guess the bad parent part was I felt bad for thinking it, but then she learned the lesson. Right. So I, I guess I don't know what the lesson is there. Sometimes. You know, shit happens. So I think that's the lesson. Yeah, there, and well, we've all got to learn from it. And and you know, there's so many, so much conversation that you don't even realize before you have kids. But like, I remember the first time, and I was about to have, like, Kaylee was still pregnant, and um, and my brother, um, had just, you know, just had his baby and and all that, and. Oh, sorry, Dustin. Can I stop you for just a yes. second there? I do want to point out to all the listeners who did listen to the Firefly episode that Dustin's wife is named Kaylee. This is not the same Kaylee who I professed my love for in the last episode. Just FYI. Thank you, Luke. Um... <laughs> no, if Luke, if you're listening, you well, you're not listening, so it's okay. <laughs> um, hey, what's up, Luke? But anyway, um, so uh, going back to that, my my brother made some, or you know what? I think it it would have been after we had Anya because Tatum was old enough to at least crawl. Um, so, and I think Tatum's six months almost exactly, or seven months um, older than Anya. So he was old enough to crawl. We were either just about to have Anya or. Um, relatively after but i remember at one point tatum fell and i went to go which again that's my nephew i went to go pick him up and because of my heightened sense of being a dad and i was like and my brother goes no no no, he's fine he's fine he he you know and i was like what and he's like yeah let him kind of let him cry out we're you know we're trying to teach him that it's not you know, you don't, if you, if that basically, if they cry and, and you let them do it, then they, they learn that it's, Hey, it's not that big a deal. Mom and dad's not freaking out. So I'm not going to freak out. It was kind of, and I, I just never in my mind, like that, I just never crossed my mind. And so I've always, you know, kind of thought, Oh like, yeah, you definitely will turn a corner at some point when you realize that your kid is actually okay. And then, you know. Because I remember, like, the first time when when my daughter did something and she didn't cry, and I'm just like, oh, are, are you yeah. okay? And she's like, I, I okay. And you're like... You're, you're right, because you, you still have oh. the freak-out moment, and uh, yet you the first time that they're like, oh, okay, that you, you know, you just face-planted, but you're still good. Like, you're, you're ready to get up and run again. Okay, we're good. Um, 
but I will say, you know, just to answer the, the general question, um, which, and I, on this subject that I've, I've been thinking when we kind of talked about doing a Father's Day episode, like I've, I've just been thinking about kind of, you know, it, it's, it's crazy when you, when you find out you're going to have children, it, it's amazing how almost like pre-children doesn't exist. You, you don't even remember it. There's so much, when they say everything changes, they mean everything changes. Uh, to the point that I remember, like, I, I just never, I never wanted to hold babies. I never was interested in other people's babies. When my wife would bring a baby, uh, was holding a baby at the church. Sorry for any church people that are listening. But if <laughs> if if my wife was holding your baby and I came up and she'd be like, look here. I'd be like, oh, that's cool. <laughs> like She'd be like, you want to hold him or her? And I'd be like, nah, not really. The day I found out I was pregnant, I was like, let me, every baby I want to hold, I need to practice. You know, I, I want to get, I want to get good at this. And gosh, that had to have been an incredible day to find <laughs> out you were pregnant. Well, yeah, I, yes. I remember the day I found out Dustin was pregnant also. I was like, <laughs> I wonder how that man's going to catch I'm it, sorry. Cash in on I'm this. sorry. Remember, <laughs> I mean, that's, that's amazing. Hey, it's 2.30 in the morning, my time, even though it's only like 11 your time but yeah um, <laughs> I, no i get it I, I i would i would do that whenever i'm like yeah you know i uh i had my baby you know last month or something and yeah. everyone's just like oh you had your baby you know huh? arnold schwarzenegger made a movie about me you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's right i i no, always used to right. say like when when karen was pregnant i would always say like yeah well you know yeah, you know, when, when we got pregnant or whatever, and then people were just like, what do you mean we? And I'm like, right. I mean, I had a hand in it. I mean, <laughs> I helped. <Yes. laughs> you know, it takes two to tango. However you know, short like... it was. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I'm not talking about told, you, I literally Ryan, said to my course. daughter today, I was just like, because she, you know, she's like, uh, it, it's funny, every every time there's a birthday or anything, she just says happy and then the person's name instead of saying, you know, like happy birthday and stuff like that. And today she's like, happy dada. And I'm like, and I'm like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and I'm like, you know, because Karen's like, oh, tell him happy Father's Day. And so she tries to say, you know, she's very much uh, uh, learning a lot of words, but some of them are still, you know, she's stumbling over them. And so she kind of tried it, and it was happy, you know, happy dada. And uh, <laughs> I made a statement while we were eating dinner. I was just like, I was like, yeah, one night of fun, and you and you got here. Now I get an extra holiday to celebrate. <laughs> <laughs> That's oh amazing. Gosh. Isn't it I, amazing? I do like how every day is happy dada. Yeah. For you, though. I, yeah. Or, or like every holiday that or whatever, it's happy dada. Well, and I, I actually took that a little bit. And isn't it amazing that you can say those kind of things now? Uh, you think of all the things that you can say now and do now that in front of your your kid that you're like, you know, in a few years, I'm not going to be able to say that anymore because they're going to understand what that means. <laughs> well, so the, the, the thing that I think, though, is like in a few years, I can't really say that. But then you wait until like. Now they're doing it themselves, and then you're like, yeah, 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 you mean your mom, you know? And then they're like, ew. <laughs> oh, my God, Dad. Eventually, yeah. you know, eventually it will get better. <laughs> I, yes, I've, I've said many times, I cannot wait to just embarrass the crap out of my daughter and just be like, 
I just can't wait to hear like, dad, shut up. And I'm like, you know, no, I'm not going to, I'm going to be that dad that just annoys the crap. And like, she's going to be just straight up, not mad at me because I'm being dad and getting on to her because I'm being the annoying little brother to my own daughter. <laughs> so, um, but yeah. uh, one, one other, th- one other thing I was going to say, I remember, um, one of the crazy – well, first of all, I was going to tell the, – the way I found out I was going to be a dad. And this this is uh, – this will be interesting to you guys because as gamers. Um, so it was my wife's birthday and we had planned – I had made some plans to go do some things with her. But she went – she decided she wanted to go yard sailing with her mom. So I I had got off work early to hang out and she was still gone. I was like, okay, well I'm going to jump on destiny. Cause at the time I was playing a lot of the video game destiny and I was playing and, um, I, I jump in and, and I got with some, this random guy and, uh, we, we did an, uh, what's called a nightfall in that game. And we were, we were do we just finished it and we, we both needed one more. So I'm about to do it. Well, my wife comes home and she's like, again, this is her birthday. She's like, hey, I really need you to come in here. I need you to see this dress that I got. And I'm like, okay, well, let me finish this nightfall real quick and then I'll I'll come in. And she's like, no, I need you to come in here. You've really got to see this dress that I got. And she just kept doing it. I'm like, what? What is with this dress? Like, it better be see-through. Like if if it's that important, and, really, uh, Dustin, for her birthday, you're demanding see through. Two thirty in the morning. Um, Carry on. <laughs> I'm, it's giving me freedom to say whatever I want. Um, no, but I just and then I come in there. I'm like, okay, I'll come real quick. And so she she like sits me down and she tells me, I'll never forget. I took off running into the room put the headphones back on and told the guy again, a guy I've never met, by the way, we've just talked in this party doing this nightfall. I'm like, um, so my wife just told me we're having a baby. I'm going to have to go. And he's like, I can honestly say a lot of people have gotten out of a party with me for many things. This is the (laughs) first and probably the last time I'll ever hear that. And so I don't oh, know man. who that guy is, where he's from, what his gamer tag is, but uh, we share a bond that he was the first person that I told I was having a child. Um, God, I, I hope he didn't take it like uh, like if he says, "Oh, a lot of people have gotten out of parties with me for you know a multitude of reasons." He's like, "Man, this guy's making up that he's, his his uh, wife is pregnant to get out of a party with me." <laughs> like, <laughs> That'd be a horrible yeah, yeah, feeling. Really, Dustin, no one's ever told me that. You could just say you gotta go. <laughs> right. The things we make up. Um <laughs> But and then I have one yeah. more I had one more thing. I was I was just you were talking about stories or like instincts. Uh, oh, and, so last time you meant you had two more things. Though. Yes, that's what I meant. Go on. That's what I meant. So I I just well, I wanted to ask you guys, I because re, I remember when we when you know, when she was, when Anya was much younger, um, I remember like I would like, you know, in talking about like the falling off the bed thing, she would be laying in the floor, like on her little pallet 
area that we had made. We had this little toy that she could like lay on her back and reach up and, you know, play with those kind of things. And it played music and all that. And I remember like I would be carrying, say, some musical equipment or something. And I would be, she'd be on the other side of the room. And I would like, I would see her. And in my mind, I would almost imagine myself. It was like, okay, make a mental note. You can't step on her. Whatever you do, wherever <laughs> you're walking. don't like, don't trip, don't drop right. what I'm holding. Like, and I'm like oh, yeah. 10, oh, 10 yeah. feet away. Like, it's not even possible for me to... If I but did your brain fall, it's not gives you her. some like vivid image of this horrible thing that could you know, happen yes. in some alternate universe, and, and you're there, going, "What the heck is this? Right? Why does my brain go there?" Oh, trust. And, I, and yeah. then and you have that's that. Gotta be, and that's there gotta were be a, a couple times thing. I literally jumped, like I like did a step back because I was like in my mind, like you said, your brain goes there, and I was like in my mind, I was literally an inch away from her about to step on her head. And I just, I remember like literally jumping back. And one time my wife saw it and she's like, what was that? And I said, I literally just in my brain, I pictured myself stepping on her and like crushing her. And she's like, you're not even like, you're not even close to her. I said, I know. I don't know why that just happened. And I just remember thinking like, like it, it was it was a total instinct thing, and and just those things that have like you, everything just totally changes in that way. Like I've never, I've never experienced anything like that in my entire life. And then you know she comes along, and and like those kind of just thoughts, you know. There's got to be some sort of like protection instinct because. Like I've done, and I've done the same thing too. Where I'm like, my brain has gone into some pretty messed up scenarios mm-hmm. of like, how am I going to respond if this, or how oh, am yeah. I going to act if that? Like, uh, and I'll, so I'll give you, I'll give you an example of the the first time I've ever been like incredibly scared that I that I that I hurt my daughter uh, on accident was so my daughter sleeps in her. In her own, uh, well, she had a crib, but now she has a big girl bed. Yay. She's graduated. Um, but she would always <laughs> sleep in her crib or her big girl bed, but she would wake up, you know, like 4.35 a.m. and then uh, be transferred sort of into bed with my wife um, for, you know, a couple hours. So it's not like a full co-sleeping thing, but there's a little bit involved. Um, so I remember, so I worked the night shift, so... I'm all, I'm I'm going to bed usually about an hour before uh they're getting up and stuff. So uh I remember uh it was during the winter, so like it was probably around six AM I was going to bed. It was still dark out and so when I go into the room to not wake everybody up, so usually what I'll do is I will turn on the flashlight on my phone, but not actually turn on like the bedroom light and stuff like that. So uh, and I'll shine it to where I need it, to where I can see what I'm doing. Well, then I sort of shined the bed real quick, and I saw that, you know, Audrey was over, you know, scooted up towards closer to her mom. And so I was going to be able to climb into bed, no problem. Because sometimes she'll be, like, sideways, and I'll, I'll like, turn her before I get into bed. That way I don't get into bed, like, and lay on top of her or anything like that. Well, this particular night, she's completely away from me. And for some reason, in sort of, like... I I sort of like 
Oh, we had just gotten a new bed. That's that's what it was. Uh, so I like I said in my last story, we had a shorter bed. Well, now we bought a new mattress and stuff, and it raised it quite a bit. Um, and so when I went to go get into bed, literally like a minute later after I had already checked, oh shit, okay, she's in the correct spot. I laid like I I sort of like laid my back down into the bed as I was sort of like hopping into the bed. I don't know if that makes sense. So basically I ended up throwing myself basically into bed and my elbow came down and just like immediately like hit her. And I don't know where it hit her, but I immediately freaked out and jumped up, turned the light on and she's still completely sleeping, you know, dead to the world. And I'm, I'm now freaking out because I've now landed, you know, uh, what what wrestler would jump from the top ropes and hit the elbow? Was that The Rock? The Macho Man, Randy Savage. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember all the new, uh, all the, all the, all the, all the, all the moves from all the guys, but yeah. here I am, like throwing wait, wait, elbows. Actually, didn't you? Re- I thought you were a key shooter. <laughs> <laughs> Huh? Wow! Uh, stinky face. I I don't know. What, I don't know what that is. <laughs> Dustin, you know what that I is. I know right? exactly what that is. <laughs> Eventually, we'll have a flush the format on the WWE or whatever it's called now, uh, and we're just going to talk about stink face the whole time. <laughs> I don't. I don't know who that is. Uh, just, just, oh, well, I'll, I'll show you later. I'd um, say Google it, like but it. you probably shouldn't. But yeah, I just remember it freaked me out so bad because I'm like, you know, she's fine, absolutely fine, just dreaming away. And in all honesty, I probably didn't even land on her really. I I I probably just touched her with my arm, but in my mind it was like I crushed her, you know. And yeah. I was like, ha! jump out of bed, and I'm like, never again. She stays in a room, <laughs> you know, like just flipped out. And then my wife's like, it's six a.m. Why are you yelling at me? <laughs> <laughs> so uh but yeah that that whole that whole instinct it's crazy because there there's things that you know people tell you when what to expect when when you when you're pregnant right or when your wife's pregnant and <clears throat> but there's a lot of things that you sort of figure out on your own and and a lot of people told me like don't worry you're going to have these instincts that are going to kick in that's just natural and uh i i definitely understand that but the whole like planning in my head vicious scenarios that it will more than likely never happen is just like what you know like i i don't understand where that comes from but I, but it also makes me feel better uh dustin that somebody else has the same issue cuz i thought i was crazy oh well i mean i, I just had it the other day uh i i was getting in bed after working and um and to me, I you know, I don't know. To each their own. We we've we've our daughter has never wanted to sleep in her crib, and so we just forever we had one of those like it was like a bassinet that had an opening where it was like an extension of the bed. So we always yeah. had that, um, and so but eventually she got a little too big for that and so we've always we have a really big bed so we've just always done the co-sleeping thing and but i had the other night i got into bed and you know like you said usually you are um 
Like you're usually checking, got your turn your light on real quick to see if you can see the baby. The other night, I just got got in, like was not even thinking. I was pro- I'd been working on something. I was exhausted, and I laid down. And when I laid down, my elbow, I hit her, and and it hit her in. I think it hit her in her foot, but I thought it was her face. And I was just like, oh my gosh, I just literally broke my daughter's nose. And that was the first thing I thought. And then I'm thinking, oh, yeah, okay. it freaks you, put, you out. Like oh, yeah. Really it's does. like, okay, if, if this happens, what do, and I just started going through the scenario. Like, what do I need to do? Where do I need to take her? Now, I will say, and and Zach, I'm I'm really interested to hear you on this. But I will, one quick story. And one that I was going to mention at the top, but I completely forgot. But it goes with this. Um, The very first time, like like when I saw my daughter for the first time, I have, it's probably not an unusual story, but like if you were to go back and see the video, it is so funny watching me because um, we were doing, we had, the plan was Kaylee's mom was going to be there in there for her. And my mom was going to be in there for me because I just do not do hospitals. I don't do like, I get sick. I can't do needles. I can't do anything like that. So I was like, there's no way, like, I'm not going to, I'm just not going to make it through this. So, <laughs> and I was like, I don't want to watch the baby come out. I don't want to cut the umbilical cord, any of it. I just can't do that. So, <laughs> We're going to have my mom in there and all that. Well, so at one point throughout the whole thing, my the pregnancy was uh, Anya got stuck. And um, so it took a little longer than normal. And I guess I had walked out of the room and was needing to use the restroom or something. And when the doctor decided to tell everyone, just so you all know, um, the way that the baby is situated, she's going to not just have a cone head. It's going to be really off to the side and it's going to look deformed, but it's, it, it's, it's still fine. It's not to the point of permanent damage or anything like that. Well, being that most of the people in there had been mothers before and my, my wife works, she's a nurse, a baby nurse. They all understood that, you know, when a baby comes out with a cone head in a couple days, it goes away. I did not get that memo. So, and again, I missed the doctor saying this. So when Anya came out and I saw her for the first time, like if you go and watch the video, I go ghost white. And I remember like legitimately in my mind, just going right to prayer. I was like, Okay, God, like, and, and in my mind, my thought process was, I have to figure out how to raise a disabled child. Like, I have to figure out, you know, like, I, I'm going to have to get a second job. <laughs> I'm going to have to, like, all legitimately had this, this whole thing. Like, I'm planning in my head. What's weird is everybody in the no one's saying anything in the room. Everybody's like, oh, she's so beautiful. And and I, I've said before jokingly, <laughs> but like my thought was like, do you all see? We didn't order that. Like, 
So I, I'm seriously sitting there terrified, and I'm thinking nobody sees it, and I don't want to be that idiot dad that's like my my little baby girl is the ugliest thing I've ever seen. Like what, what do I say to my wife <laughs> who's laying there holding the baby just over and over saying, you're so beautiful. You're the most beautiful thing. And she really was, but she just had this monstrosity on the side of her head. And, uh, <laughs> so uh, an hour goes by. Cause you know, they do that whole, like lay the baby on the chest thing for an hour with the mom. And, an hour goes by and I'm just I'm just seriously in my head I'm contemplating life with a disabled child and then finally the nurse takes the baby to go give shots and at that point I I start kind of realizing like okay something's up because no one's even talking about it no one looks scared no one looks like the, there's no elephant in the room so I finally I go up to the nurse and I'm just like hey I have a question like is is the baby going to be okay? And she's like, why? Yeah. And she, I said, that thing on her head, like, the, like there's no way the brain has not been crushed, you know? And uh, she just starts dying laughing. She's like, oh, yeah, this will be fine <laughs> in like a day. No joke. Two days later, we're about to leave the hospital. And I, I'm, I'm still convinced my wife told all the nurses. Every single nurse that came to see my wife, because, you know, like I said, she works there, complimented Anya on her head shape. Like, that's the most beautiful head shape we've seen. And I just, it was kind of one of those, I just look up, I'm like, okay, God, I get it. <laughs> look over so at Kaylee. It, what he, did, what yeah. he left out of there Loud was that uh, right. exactly. Donald, Donald Trump I, showed up in the so, room and was like, so Believe just for me, all greatest the future head dads out there, if your baby has a cone head, it goes away. Just know it now. If you're if you're gonna have a baby, you ever want to have kids, it it's it's temporary. And uh, don't be like me. So it's kind of funny. My <laughs> my wife ended up having uh, she ended up having to have a C section to get uh, Audrey out, but it was like kind of a unique circumstance where. Uh, you know, because once they start passing through the birth canal and all that kind of stuff, that's where the squeezing of the head sort of happens. And, um, you know, and obviously, like, their skull is not a full skull. It's kind of like almost like tectonic plates at that time, I guess. Yeah. Uh, so it's definitely it's definitely made to do that. Um, but it was interesting because it's like babies who come out uh, cesarean don't normally have that. So my baby did come out like that because... She was sort of jammed. <laughs> like, uh, she'd made it so far, far enough to get her head squished into a cone and then got pulled out the other way. So, um, yeah. I don't well, know. Do you think our wives would be appreciative of if we discussed, like, what's the most disgusting part of uh, the pregnancy I... process? Yes, but in a moment, because I have something to say. Go ahead. Um. So, while you guys have been serenading each other with your beautiful <laughs> stories, um, I've been contemplating what, what I was going to say and where I was going to go with it, and I had a lot of time to think because um, you all I'm were playing so- off of each other. I'm sorry, well. Zach. I'm sorry that... <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. I, I did I, tell I Zach, you hey, you go next, and then Ryan <laughs> goes, Ryan goes, Dustin, I'm interested to hear what... <laughs> yeah, so... 
Uh, it is interesting though. So I, I do want to go to the uh, to like being afraid of of something, and then I'll get on to kind of the experience that I had with the baby. Um, and so so I I haven't had anything that was like a close call really, like where I I thought I broke his leg or something because I I uh, you know turned over and like get pulled myself up with my elbow or something right on him. And, uh, thankfully, right. Like, you know, I always have those fears, but I'm, I, I like torment myself with even things that aren't even possible. And, and I don't know why. And sometimes like it gives me this anxiety that really frustrates me because there's no reason I should think about it. And I'll, uh, I'll give you a quick example of this. So, um, recently, uh, like there was the successful launch of those, uh, spacecraft by SpaceX. Um, I think they actually launched a couple people to the space station. Um, and I, I, I had, I guess I had dreamed about this or something, right. In some ways. And, and now that I have a new family member, occasionally I, I dream and, um, uh, my new, my new, family member who had arrived, you know, has frequently appeared in these dreams, you know, uh, my, my son will, and, it, and it's always this thing. And, 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 and so, so here's kind of the basis of what happens. So, uh, there's an escape pod. He's in it alone and he's just going out into space and there's nothing I can do to help him as his father there's nothing I can, there, there's nothing that can remedy like I like how he's gonna feel, how terrified he's gonna be, and like lonely, and there like, and I'm completely powerless in this situation to do anything at all because it's in the middle of space, right? Like it, and it's and it's so stupid because that's something that is never going to happen. Um, as especially as an infant, I mean, he may be in space one day, who knows, but like as an infant, he's not going to be in space on, on an escape pod. But <laughs> I like torment myself with some of these, uh, these ridiculous scenarios that would never happen. And I, and I, and I hate it because, you know, like, I'm just like, what if this horrible thing happened? Like, I, and it's always something where I just, I would be powerless and I couldn't do anything anything at all to you know change the situation right it'd be different than maybe if it, if you're contemplating like what do I do if you know somebody comes into my house right you know like where where do I go you know what what's our escape plan do you know uh just that kind of stuff but you could start with, with you could start with not watching gravity before you go to sleep <laughs> yeah yeah right <laughs> or watching gravity you, at all because it's a terrible movie all right easy everyone's a critic uh, everyone meet ryan uh, so <laughs> but but it's it's that kind of stuff that like it's so weird right? like it's one thing to you know i you know i'm extra cautious around him and, and i'm definitely hyper aware i guess you could say of that but it's like those things where i'm like I'm like, why am I thinking of that? Like, it's, it's like, a, 
I, I don't know what it is. Maybe there's somebody, a listener out there that knows this phenomenon and it's like, oh yeah, it's some weird, uh, um, you know, like a survivor's guilt thing, you know, that happens to people only, you know, obviously called something different, but where people get that one, you know, why am I the one that survived? Um, but so there's that. And, you know, so that, that's something that drives me crazy at times. Um, and then there's, so I'll, I'll go ahead and go to the birth then. So what kind of freaked me out about that. So he, we, we pretty much had him planned cesarean because of, you know, just some blood pressure issues and whatnot. Uh, so it was a scheduled cesarean and he, uh, so, you know, we're in the room and, you know, and I'm fine. I'm, I'm fine with, with blood. And I was kind of interested in seeing, um, you know, a human being like be taken out of my wife. I, I thought it was kind of cool and interesting. Like, uh, uh, like, like, holy cow, you know, like my wife is being cut open to extract our son. Um, so, and I have no problem with that. Now, the thing that really got me though, is when they, when they, they took him out and they brought him over to the, to, to the table. I wasn't hearing any cries or anything. So, but I, I was, even whenever I'm like, I'll be a little bit like afraid and, but I try to just at least display confidence in my outside to, you know, with, I don't want my wife to see me cause I don't want her. Like you just calm down. All right. Everything's fine. But like in my mind, I'm like, okay, I haven't heard, I haven't heard a cry yet. I, I, you know, I thought babies were supposed to cry as soon as they come out. Um, and then I, then I'd hear like after a little bit, then I heard like a couple, like really tiny, like, uh, but I was still like, uh, Oh God. So, uh, eventually, cause they pretty much, they kind of had to resuscitate him a bit. Like, just like, I, I guess it happens, uh, occasionally, like they just have to kind of like help him start breathing and whatever. Um, so and that, and that went fine. So that, you know, it was within a few minutes. I mean, I, they had him all good. Uh, and they took, they took me over. Of course, you know, they're not telling me any of this. They're not necessarily, they're not really saying like, Hey, you know, he's not quite breathing yet. And we're just working on him. Cause like there it's to me, you know, it might be like, Oh my God, what's going on. But you know, it's probably something that happens a lot. You know, they just have to do some things, help clear some stuff out. Then you're good. So they take me over to him while they're, uh, finishing, you know, they're, they're sewing her up clean and everything. Uh, and like I'm, I'm approaching him and it's, it's really, it's so strange because it's, it's some, it's, it's, it's an, it's a human being, a little baby, uh, that I, uh, that I haven't actually seen, you know, I've seen some 3d photos, but I, I still couldn't quite see who he was, you know? Um, and so it was just weird. It was like, you know, this is a person I haven't really met yet. You know, this little neonate. And at the end, and at this time he had the blackest eyes, right? Like it was almost alien. Um, and apparently newborns, their eyes are a lot like very dark in the beginning. 
So that that and and he wasn't doing anything, or I mean, he he was just kind of like laying there, you know. And he just kind of like, you know, looking around slowly, you know. And he, but he wasn't. He was just not crying or reacting to much of anything, just laying there, you know. And I was like, I'm like, I thought they're supposed to like wah wah, and then and then you clean them up, and then you pass them off. A oh, so really, aside from his black eyes. Uh, he was a lot smaller than I thought. So than I than I was expecting. So he was only like four pounds. He, he was born about three weeks early, but he was only about four pounds, like eight ounces or something. Or, or it was like he had all of his like you know skeletal uh, like his his bones and um, you know his basic muscles, but there was like no fat. You know like. He had, he looked very thin. He was very small. And, like, I was just, I was really surprised at just, I mean, he he was just so tiny. I was expecting one of those, like, fat, chunky babies that come out at, like, eight pounds or something. Um, and so that got me. Uh, and, and, but another thing was, is that because of the issues that led us to the cesarean, like, that's why he was a little bit underweight and essentially he needed to um he had he had to stay in the NICU for about a week because his blood sugar was low so uh that was another that was another reason why he was kind of lethargic like he wasn't really like doing much because he just didn't have a lot of energy um so and it took him a little bit and then he had you know some bilirubin so they had to put him uh his bilirubin levels were high so they had to put him under the the uv light or whatever for a bit to help break that down. Um, and then, and then it was fine, right? Like he did the Billy ribbon. Uh, eventually he was able to keep his, uh, blood sugar rate up and, you know, went home and, and now, and, and he, he's been, you know, great. He fattened up. Uh, he's the cutest thing. Head, head face definitely changed. I'd never got the cone head cause he was a scheduled cesarean. Um, and like, like, cause I did see, uh, uh, Ryan's daughter's cone head. Uh, it, like, it, like whenever I look back at pictures, I'm like, oh my gosh, like it was <laughs> really, it was a really like cone head shape. Um, but my boy, he never, he never got that. But, but I mean, even still like they, I didn't realize how much they actually changed in the span of a couple of months, like their facial features. So and and you know more to it, come from that yeah yeah it's definitely fun looking back on pictures that are now at this point two years old going like you don't notice it as you're going along just like you don't notice yourself growing or changing over time and but it's like it's fun to look back and you're like wow there's so much change in such a short period of time it's crazy yeah, yeah do you look back at them and and does it because I'm, I'm, I haven't gotten quite there yet. Like there, there's, I mean, even, I, I guess kind of, I mean, there's some, when I look back at his newborn and I'm like, man, like he looked a lot different. Like I, I what about, so I, I think well, let's that put the, that question on the back burner real quick because I want to ask Dustin something because I'm kind of curious. So what, what did Anya have? What, what was different than maybe the typical cone head? Cause you're talking, you seem like you're talking about something that was like on the side. Yeah, it it was like, it was literally yeah. grown off to the side of her head. 
um, it looked like a massive tumor. And but it was like okay. I, w- I want to say it was probably four inches off of her head. Um, it was it was it was huge. I mean, it was from what Kaylee has said as a baby nurse that it's one of the bigger ones she had ever seen. Um, but again, she knew what was going to happen to it, so she wasn't worried about it. Oh, and obviously she knew the struggle that she had had trying to get her come out so it was kind of like okay um we were kind of at the point i think she she was pushing for like four hours and so and that's when they usually stop you know and we were right under four hours when she came um and for me literally the first time i first time i looked at all was right as she was about to come out so i saw it and i remember like once she cleared whatever was the obstruction, she like shot at it. It was like a slip and slide. <laughs> and I just was like, Oh <laughs> my gosh. And, um, it, Oh, so was it like she, her head maybe came out at kind of an angle. So it squished everything towards one side. Yeah. Is that like, so it made it bigger on one end? Yes. Because I, I, I haven't seen that before. It's, it, was, it, was, I, it was something to that. see. Um, it was really interesting. Um, but yeah, she just, it, she she was turned and, and not to get graphic, and I don't think it is, but basically my wife's pelvic bone, she couldn't clear under it. And so it was like... She was trying to, and then once she did, once it, I, I, you, my, my wife is not a, I, I say, she's a private person, but like she has her friends come over. I've, she's actually had a friend come over and friends come over and watch the birth video, and so, like, I, I guess that's something <laughs> people do, but you can see, I, I, pretty recently she was watching it, and I. The doctor, like, kind of, he was sitting there, kind of trying, seeing what's going to happen, and then all of a sudden, he, like, kind of stands, like, oh, oh, wait, she's cleared, and then it was, like, I remember when it happened, looking, and it looked like she came out so fast, and she was so slippery, that he was, like, fumbling her. I remember, like, thinking that he just, like, chucked her up on Kaylee's chest. When I watched the video, he laid her very gently, but it was just in my mind. It happened so fast. Um, I remember thinking, like, what did he just do? Like, <laughs> um, as we all are. But, um, I, you know, I would say. Well, and at that point, you're still super hyper aware of right. literally everything. And yeah. everything is playing in fast forward and everything in your own mind. Um. I, I want to say, and I probably, you know, with this being a Father's Day episode, you know, like just kind of reliving our, our, uh, you know, our memory, our first memories as a dad. We could, we could talk about this for hours, but um, I do want to kind of ask you before you go, what, um, what do you guys, you know, and I've thought about this a lot, you know, in the last little bit as I, um, you know, just just going back through and, and, you know, you know, you just said, Zach, not totally seeing a ton of change yet. Um, I know for us, Anya, she's very like, 
she got to a certain point with her face kind of stopped changing, you know, that look, but her personality, it's like it never stops changing. Um, but what, what have, do you feel like becoming a dad, um, and specifically your child has done to almost to change you? What, what are some of the things that maybe you never thought you would do? Maybe some of the things that you just, I don't know, you know, what, what are some of those things that being a dad has, has maybe turned you into, um, I, and I, you just, you know, I, I'm curious to know, um, just kind of where, you know, the, from the guy you were doing destiny raids every night <laughs> and streaming all the time to, uh, to, you know, starting a, a life as a father. I'm, I'm curious to know what has it taught you? What has it changed? All those kind of things. Can I, uh, can I take this first yes. from you? So for me, the biggest, sure. And this is this is me going out on a limb and being a little vulnerable here, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, being a dad has made me a freaking blubbering idiot. And what I mean by that is, is I'm not a big feelings guy. Like I'm just kind of like, you know, like I don't know, <laughs> I don't feel things. I guess, uh, but so. <sighs> We had an issue when my daughter was born uh, to where everything was like my daughter was actually late. She was like a week and a half over past her due date um, when they actually we were getting induced or my wife was getting induced. And so there was an issue and we still don't really know what had happened, but they would all of a sudden. And at first it was because of it being a external heartbeat monitor which is basically like a speaker thing that they shove on my wife's belly and then they would find the heartbeat and you could hear like that thing like that, right? And yeah. you're like, okay, that's a heartbeat. Well, um, they started losing my daughter's heartbeat and couldn't get it back or couldn't find it. And then you still have that whole like, okay, well, is this because this is an external speaker thing? And it's, you know, oh, oh, there it is, you know. Um, or like, but it kept happening quite a bit so then they got an internal uh monitor hooked up and then and it was the beep 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 thing and uh so when you would lose her heartbeat on that thing it was just like beep 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 nothing like it was just nothing all of a sudden and uh there wasn't a whole lot of it wouldn't like speed up real fast and then nothing or slow down and then nothing it like it would just like her heart would just quit pumping for some reason or beating. So it got really scary because you know we kind of got in that moment of you know we were at we weren't at the stage of you know have to do emergency C-section but you know me and my wife talked about it and we we basically both came down to the same conclusion um uh and you know, yes, it was a discussion between both of us um, because, you know, we're both her parents and we, and, uh, you know, I know she was coming out of my wife, but uh, we, we jointly made the decision uh, for my wife to get the C-section. And my, you know, my wife didn't really want to at the beginning. She was worried about a scar and stuff like that. And I was like, honey, you're beautiful. I don't, I don't care if you have a scar, um, you know, and we both mutually came to the decision that, 
you know, basically having her cut out and having a higher chance of nothing bad happening by getting her out early or the longer we waited, the more chance we had of emergency C-section, possible bad things happening. So we went the route of get her, get her out while, while we can and while we can get almost, you know, pretty much guarantee a safe delivery and a healthy child. And I remember when this was going on, uh, it was almost like confirmation because we, we had made that decision, but her, her heartbeat hadn't quit doing its thing. Uh, or like we didn't have that whole, her heartbeat would disappear on us for like an hour and a half. Like it had been a while since it happened. So we were sort of waning on whether or not we should, you know, we should do the C-section. And I remember it, we made the decision about the C-section. We told the doctor and the doctor was literally getting ready to walk out the door to, you know, get everything ready when bam, it happened again. And I remember I was terrified and I didn't know why, like I was terrified, but I was also terrified and didn't know what to do with that, with that emotion. And, uh, in the hot, in, in the, in the room there, I just started crying because, you know, I was overwhelmed and did not know, uh, what to do. And, you know, I'm not going to say I've never cried in my life, but not like that, not like that. And, um, it's funny because ever since then, you know, and I cried the whole, we were in the hospital for, you know, like two days or whatever, like over a weekend I cried the entire time we were, you know, in the freaking hospital. Like, I was like, what is happening to me? You know, <laughs> like, you know, what are all these feelings? And um, you still can't describe them. But it's weird because you would think that'd be it, right? But no, now that I'm a dad, like, like I can't read a news story about, like, child abuse because I'll cry. And then want to kill someone. You know what I mean? Like, I don't. It, it's <laughs> it's kill someone. like, you know, or I'll see, you know, I'll see something about, you know, um, I mean, when you read news, it's just there's a lot of stuff out in the world. But it's like, you know, or I'll hear something about, you know, something sweet a little kid does and it makes some viral news or something. And I'm just sitting there like, oh. <laughs> Did you see? It? And of course, you know, <laughs> this is only when uh, nobody's around to see it because uh, you know I'm the I'm this uh, stoic, <laughs> you know, like um, never never cries kind of guy. But I, I will say that's that that is the biggest change. I mean, and I've changed a lot becoming a father, but that's one of the biggest changes I've had is like. Uh, emotionally, I don't, I don't know what it is. My my eyes, my eyes like leak and stuff now. It's crazy. <laughs> Zach. Yeah, I mean that's that is. Uh, I remember you telling me that story, and I and 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 it was kind of nice having, you know, the experience with Audrey. You know, a year and a half before, year and a half to two years before having my own, because. <coughs> um, that gave me a little bit of time to, you know, see how it was going to be. Heard their stories of what happened. Um, and they actually described the scenario that he's talking about as normally what they say is that the, uh, the cord, the umbilical cord, like, gets uh, placed in front of the uh, entrance, or should I say exit, um, 
and when the baby's trying to go down, it it'll like each each contraction as they try to push as as the the contractions are trying to push the baby through, um, it like squeezes the uh, umbilical cord, and so they're not so for that moment during the contraction, they're not it's a it's a, it's pinched or kinked essentially, and then after it releases, then uh, then you'll see a the vitals restore, I guess. And so that was like, Oh man, you know, that that's kind of scary. And then, uh, luckily I guess you could say, um, we were able to just like everything that happened. It was just a much easier way to go with a scheduled cesarean. Um, so thankfully, uh, we didn't have that stuff happening before. And then you're kind of on the you know, we're not saying that you have to hurry up and make a decision, but you should, you know, hurry really be thinking about these right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And, you know, it was um, kind of strange, actually, because the doctor actually told us that uh, it was nice, you know, or not, not the doctor, but we had a nurse who's been a nurse for like 45 years. No kidding. And... um you know, just, just this lovely lady. And it was interesting because uh, she's, like, old school, so they had, like, the tick, like, the uh, the wavelengths of the heartbeat, like, was being scribbled out on the paper thing, you know, and yeah. it was being printed yeah. out. But then there was also the monitor. The other nurses would kind of come in, look at the monitor, like, okay, everything's fine. When she would come in, she would literally just sit there, and she would read all of this information that was coming out for like, she, you know, if she'd been gone for 20 minutes, she came back and she looked at the times, you know, the time of or the timing or whatever, and just look at, was there any arrhythmias? Was there anything? And, um, cause we didn't, they never, they never actually told us what, what was causing it for Audrey. Um, because when Audrey came out, there was no, the the umbilical cord was not in the wrong place. It you know it wasn't wrapped because we we had the fear of you know they will like umbilical cords will get wrapped around necks and stuff like that and uh, nothing like that happened. Um, but they had a theory about you know because she had she was overdue about uh, the placenta possibly going bad and stuff like that, which I don't know the science behind any of that. So uh, yeah, but. <laughs> Yeah, it's kind of Interesting. crazy. Yeah, um, you, you know, what was your original question, Dustin? Well, just like what what do you think that either being a dad has changed or what you have learned about? Oh, yourself, right, 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 right. Those right. kind of things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I kind of serious uh, question. Come on, kind of lost that. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, yes, yes, serious answer. Um, I would have to say like thinking about my child's future and kind of shaping, giving them a mold that they could use for their early stage to kind of, Mm -hmm. you know, give them the tools to have success later in life, you know, because ultimately the, you know, the decisions are going to be his to make, but at least I give them the best, opportunity that I can and some of it is like sometimes it gets a little really hard because I think about what if some of the things that I'm doing might end up resulting in in something he does because of some something that I taught 
uh, you know, that whatever I did, an instruction of some kind throughout the years, you know, just doesn't pan out how it's, it, you know, it seems like a good idea. And like my plan for it was obviously to make, to be the best. But what if like it actually ends up doing the opposite? You know, it's, you can't really turn back the time and, you know, fix things and, you know, throw this out or whatever, you know, these things are always dynamic, but it's like, hopefully I get it mostly right. You know? Um, yeah. I mean, I feel, I feel like they're, you know, aside from doing something very foolish, but, but it's still like, you know, education wise, you know, what do I want to do with that? Like there's so much, uh, you, you know, like to, like the public schools around here are not the best. Right. Um, yeah, I never thought something that would I have be to a, consider. I never even thought about those kind of things. And <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. That's, and it's like, cause he's, he's going to be, you know, I can only do so much and, you know, I, I can't just be like, Hey, Hey, public school, you know, just teach them everything and expect that to be easy enough. Like, I mean, as far as some of that education, like I, I'm obviously going to have to do some, some extra stuff, but some of these schools, I mean, it's, they they have some pretty bad uh, ratings when it comes to your your average um, uh, I, I don't know like test scores or whatever it may be. Not that everything's measured by test scores, but it's just compared to other places around the country, uh, whether it's the curriculum or because that that's the thing, right? Normally, it's if 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 your students are testing bad, it's not always because. It's not just that your students aren't capable of uh, learning. It's going to be more with how the systems ran, right? And that goes, there's a ton of things to consider in that. And I have to, you know, what can I do? I mean, I certainly can't just, oh, I'm going to move to Maine out of nowhere because Maine just has really good school systems, you know, but, you know, like not necessarily moving around, but what can I do around here? Is there is there something I can really do? because I want to give him that head start. If, if it's something that I can, you know, give him, then I want to do that. And so it's just stuff like that. So yeah. th that, um, you know, hoping that I raise him correctly, um, you know, and, oh, and, and if anything, hoping that he understands, even if I do mess up, that I did it with the intent of, you know, making him the best man you know, that he could be, you know, Wanna be, be being a in my good household. Man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sorry. And I think that's, that's a, call, a, that's a uh, callback. That's definitely a laudable goal. Yeah. And, uh, I, I think honestly, <clears throat> and obviously, I mean, we are all going through this at the same time, but I, I think one of the biggest things is just be continuing to be interested in, you know, your, your child's education and also, you know, being present is uh, more than a lot of children, you know, have. So, um, you know, as far as there, there's ways to beat the system if you're, you know, if you're there for your kid. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And uh, I guess I could say for me, um, which and 
in saying this, obviously I understand as a podcast, you know, like we're, this is not at all a religious podcast, but, um, I being a very religious person and a, I consider myself a Christian, um, can say that I'd say the biggest thing for me, um, that having a, a kid has done has grown my faith in God in the sense that um, I, I I tell the story I, when we I was talking to somebody I was about to have we were pregnant with Anya and uh, we had there was a guy there's a friend of mine that's in the barber shop that comes to the barber shop a lot he was actually my, our old tattoo artist um, and he he is uh, but he, he came back and we were talking one day and he was talking about how um, when he named his daughters, he named them super intentionally. He said, because, you know, if, if you believe that, like, you know, you can speak things into existence, um, you know, when you say, when you call that person's name over them, like if it, you know, if it means a lot of times they'll end up fulfilling those things. And uh, he was talking about how, like, um, I can't remember what his daughter's name mean, but he was saying that she started to like almost you, the attributes of her name of what her name meant started actually showing itself. And, uh, so me and my, that, that kind of really impacted me. And I was like, okay, I really want like, you know, I wasn't going to say, okay, let's find a name in the Bible, but I was like, I just want to find a name that means something. Um, that it's not just random, you know? And, uh, when we started, we met a girl in, um, the, uh, mall. It was a mall in St. Louis. We were there. It was actually, we, we left for, on a trip. We were like, it, the trip was really to talk about, Hey, are we going to start having children? What are we going to do? Um, kind of a getaway and just to decide like, what are we going to do moving forward? And, uh, and we met this girl and her name was Anya They in the store. And we just talked to her like, she's like, can we help you? We're like, yeah, actually we love your name. And she's probably freaked out. Um, but, uh, we just were like, we like that name. And so like, as my wife was talking to her, I walked out, I walked out to the, like outside of the store and just quickly Googled her name. And I was like, I want to see what this name means. And one of the, main meanings for it said one who brings joy from the Lord. I was like, Ooh, that's a really good name. And, and I hope, I hope that's, I mean, obviously your kids bring you joy, but like, it was like, that's, it's a really good name. And, and I, you know, that I would love if she turned out to bring people joy, you know, just by being who she is. So, um, yeah. we, so that was kind of that we, we were like, Oh, we like that. If it's a girl, we, we we're going to, we're going to go with Anya. And so fast forward, just going through a really rough time, um, you know, obviously with pregnancy, but there was some other things going on and, and just me and my wife just really probably for the first time in our marriage, having just some, not totally with each other, but just struggles in general. And, uh, and was just really going through a, a season of like, just, really down some depression and things like that. And I remember going to, um, it was kind of like, a some friends of ours that are all like, they do music and they're worship leaders. And they're like, 
we're just going to get together and have a worship night and play music and do all that. So we get together and the, one of the guys comes up and he's like, I just really feel like I need to pray for you guys. Um, and he said, I feel it really strongly. And he starts praying and he, you know, prayed for me and I, me and Kaylee. And it was just really powerful and really good. But then he's like, I just feel like I should pray for your daughter. And he laid his hands um, on me and, and, and then he, he starts praying and he said, Lord, I'm asking that this baby girl, and at the time we knew it was a girl, but we hadn't decided for sure. We were pretty sure it was Anya, but we hadn't decided. But he goes, I, I'm, his first words were, I'm praying that this girl would bring this couple joy from you today. And then all of these, all of these struggles. And we had not told this guy anything. He knew nothing. He <laughs> and he just said all the things in their life that that's confusing them, that's causing, you know, any depression, all that. We just pray that she would be that carrier of joy. And when he said that, we were like, holy crap. <laughs> and we were like, okay, she's that, her name's going to be Anya. Like that's, that's it. So that was, an, <laughs> and, and she really, truly, you know, there's been times where, you know, obviously your baby brings you joy, but like there's been times where we needed a deep rooted joy and literally from the Lord and it's happened. Um, and she's brought that there's been times, um, where she just walks into the room and you're like, what, what was, why would I even feel this way? Because look what I have, you know? And then the last story, I'll just say with that, I, a couple weeks ago, um, I was, uh, we, throughout this quarantine, there was just a lot going on with the church and, you know, was going through some stuff and, um, financially, of course, being a barber, not working, um, you know, we weren't allowed to work, was not deemed essential. And so <laughs> wasn't able to make a paycheck and just worried about some of those things. And no joke, I had this one day where I got three phone calls in the span of an hour of what I will say, God blessing us financially, just like with things we needed, certain bills, we got a call saying, Hey, you know, you're going to get this money and, and it's just a miraculous thing. And I was just dumbfounded, just completely dumbfounded with how like, oh my gosh, how did like all in an hour, like all these bills that are coming up and I have no clue how we're going to pay them. They're paid for. And, uh, I, so I walked kind of in my studio room and, and I like, unlike Ryan, you can get me to cry over anything. And that baby didn't start that. I've just always been that way. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, I walk in my room and I just start, and it was just like a, God, I can't believe, thank you for, you know, like taking care of us. And I, and I just felt like, you know, he, I felt like I should walk back into the other room and I looked down and I saw Anya and she was like tripping over her, you know, she was like trying to move something and she tripped over her legs and I immediately reached out, you know, to grab her. And I felt like the Lord kind of said to me, it was like, that's you, you know, when you're just kind of tripping through this life, 
you know, not really, you know, sometimes not even making the right decisions and doing all that. All I want to do is pick you up, set you on the right way, and I've got your back. And it was just a really powerful, like, oh, I get this, you know. And so, you know, I think for me it's been awesome learning kind of so much about myself and what um, and learning and just my relationship with, with God through seeing what me as a father, my relationship with my daughter. And it's just a really cool, just thing that, you know, as you guys know, you can't, there's, until you have that, there is no explaining it. You know, one, one thing, and I'll close with this. Um, (laughs) um, my, uh, I had somebody say to me one time, you know, you mentioned, Zach, you were talking about when you saw your baby for the first time. Um, yeah. It was like, you didn't know the person. And I had somebody say to me one time, they said, you know, the crazy thing about having a baby is that, you know, when you, you get married or, you know, your, other people in your life, like, you know, your wife, and he said specifically your spouse, he said, your spouse, you learn to love them unconditionally, but it's a process. Like it's a decision every day. I'm going to choose to love you and I'm going to choose. And over time you grow close to them. You know, you get to know everything about them. They said, your child will be the only person that you ever see. You don't know anything about them. You don't know their personality. You don't know, like you're just, in in a lot of ways confused about what you're getting and yet you love them <laughs> unconditionally right off the bat it's like you just you know they don't have to prove themselves to you they don't have to anything you just do and uh and it was crazy when you know that that even thinking that my daughter was going to be uh <laughs> was going to have a cone on her head the rest of her life. <laughs> I was, you know, it's just, it's just amazing <laughs> the feeling of like, you know, like I said, I don't know anything about you. I don't know your personality. I don't know what you're going to be, what you're going to, you know, all that. But like, it doesn't matter. Like, I just love you. And it's just a really cool thing. So if you could all come to the altar yeah. now. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, right, right. <laughs> Thank you, uh, the ROTM congregation. <laughs> oh, Ryan, take us out. Um, yeah, so uh, happy Father's Day to all the dads out there. We appreciate you. And, um, or, yeah, I guess we appreciate you, and I hope uh, your children appreciate you also. Happy Father's Day. Um, and, uh, yeah, so uh, do you guys have any shout-outs? Yeah, I'd like to... Uh... Shout out um, my wife and uh, uh, my son. <laughs> um, first time uh, shouting them out. And uh, and I, I'd love to say thank you guys for listening. We appreciate it. Um, we appreciate those listeners in Finland. Um, we think that that's extraordinary. Uh, and we appreciate listeners... Of all creeds, thank you for coming out to ROTM. Uh, Dustin, what, you got you got anything to say? So yes, uh, I want to also shout out my beautiful wife and wonderful daughter who uh, made me a dad. And 
a second year dad, not a rookie dad, but um, <laughs> uh, just shout them out. Uh, want to shout out uh, you two for um, being a good dad, being good dads. I, 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 one quick thing I was also going to say, I, I, I know that um, Ryan was a great dad because, um, you know, he totally, I didn't see him for like a year or talk to him for like a year after he had his baby. Um, so I, I, I'm choosing to believe that that's simply because he's a good dad and just spent time with his baby and not because he just didn't want to talk to me anymore. But <laughs> You heard it here, folks. Uh, if uh, The mark of a good man or a good dad is when you neglect your friends. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, caveat, specifically on Xbox. So, uh, you know. Oh, okay. So, yeah. When you play less video games, yes, you mark play, of a great you, man. You stand in the tower way less often. Um, but anyway, yeah, shout out to you guys and uh, shout out to all the dads out there. And um, yeah, that's it. Awesome. Uh, yeah, I will also follow that up with uh, shouting out uh, Karen and Audrey. I love you two, and uh, you know, thank you for a wonderful Father's Day today. I had fun. But also, uh, I would like to, as uh, follow up with uh, what Zach said earlier about all the listeners, I appreciate all of you listening in and giving us feedback and stuff. Uh, but I do want to give a special shout out to the listeners in uh, Finland. Uh, I would like to say, now bear with me here, I'm not... Uh, uh, Oh, I had no idea. We had listeners in Finland. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. I'm we had just listeners in Finland reach out. <laughs> reach out to us, so which is very cool. Uh, we appreciate that you're listening. And we just wanted to say hey Televandes and Kitos for listening. I'm sorry if I completely ruined that or butchered it. You're but, a brave uh, man. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm not even for, from Finland, and I appreciate the try. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, thank but you yes, very thank much you. for listening. And um, and uh, all those listeners who have been putting in suggestions as far as books and movies and all that kind of things, uh, thank you very much for putting those in. Uh, we will be taking those under advisement, and uh, we, would, we should be pretty soon starting to put out some sort of calendar or at least a list of what we're going to be doing. Um, that way it's more easy to follow along. Uh, but other than that, uh, gentlemen, do you guys have anything else? I don't think so. I have nothing. Alrighty. Well, we will see you all next week when we break down Star Wars A New Dawn. Uh, but until then, may your best yesterdays. Hold on, hold on, hold on. What? You, you, you said that like the, for the past four episodes, or I just... Let's give it to somebody else. Yes. Dustin, uh, why don't you give it a try? Yes. So let your best tomorrow's... Um, wait a minute. That's not right. Uh, your, oh, my God. You're butchering your it. Your yesterdays be better than tomorrow? Is that it? <laughs> no. And, that's, and a, shake that's a the mic. Outlook. All right. Shake, shake, shake. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm done. Don't shake the mic. <laughs>